everybody? Welcome to Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, uh, episode three, uh, a limited series podcast where we talk about everything we love and don't love about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, today, we're here to talk about Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, with me, as always, we have senior editor and host of Podcast Beyond at IGN, Jonathan Dornbush. Jonathan, how are you? Hello. I'm really excited to be here. Really, really uh, going to be an interesting talk today. I think we're going to have a lot to get into, so looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Super excited for this. Been, oh, so excited. Uh, Alex Ray Korea, author of Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, Boss Fight Books. How are you? Great. And uh, yeah, this is the this is the one for me. So I'm very excited to one. finally talk about this. This is, this is the one. This is the one. Oh. <laughs> and uh, creator and host of PlayStation Source, Kevin Diaz. Kevin, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. It's a nice Sunday. The sun's out. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little too out in Arizona, you know, but overall, good. Uh, very excited to talk about this. Been keeping this in the tug for a while. Um, I've only kept, like, my thoughts so far, like, service level from from when people, like, asked me about how I felt about the game and everything. So I'm happy to be able to get in this and get in the nitty-gritty because there's definitely, definitely things that we got to talk about for sure. Yeah, that was, yeah. That we, was definitely, yeah. very yeah. minuscule things about, your like, your thoughts and... And, uh, you know, because I had to talk to you about, like, oh, you got to watch these cut scenes and, like, yes. you know, all, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we're just going to get right into it. Um, so Kingdom Hearts 2 originally released on the PlayStation 2, and it released on December 22nd, 2005 in Japan and March 28th, 2006 in North America. Uh, and I just want to kind of go into uh, general thoughts, just like, you know not going too deep on specific topics, but just kind of general vibe about like how you feel about this game. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, I mean, Kevin, <laughs> it's your first, we've been waiting so patiently. Uh, I, 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 you know, I can't wait any longer. Please tell us how you feel about Kingdom Hearts 2. Overall, I really like it, right? Overall, I think it's a really good game. I really enjoy my time with it. Um, but that does not come like without its things that like I wasn't vibing with that much, and things that like I didn't sure. love overall. But um, if I could put it in a way like the overall like vibe and attitude that I feel like Kingdom Hearts Two brought to this franchise, just you know early on, like I'm I'm very early in the franchise, but like I feel like it brought like a new refinement in a lot of different ways from. Number one, its music is really good. Even though, like, the first game had really good music, but, like, they really stepped up with this game with the music in here. I love some, I think a lot of, like, really good writing in here as well. A lot of good voice acting in here as well that really, like, made me, like, oh, like, you're, you're, like, not just reading off a script. Like, like you're really, you know, saying this with your whole chest, right? Like, things like that. And um, I love the continuation and the adaptation of certain themes in this game like there's a lot of really good things in this game i think the cream of the crop for me is the gameplay and adding the valor system i think that valor system just got so addictive and like okay hey let me use you know the actual um uh oh, i forget the names but like i think there's one that's specifically called like the valor form yeah, or valor for like limit form uh, and stuff like that like yeah, and being yeah. able to see where those 
are are better in certain cases and, and and how I actually want to use that and then them upgrading and everything and evolving like it just the gameplay as a whole I think is just feels so buttery smooth like I I really love being in combat in this game um and like in a lot of ways a lot more than the first game in like a lot of different ways I just feel like they just really stepped up with this game overall and um yeah like I think this this is like a clear example of you know, um, what I hear about Mass Effect 2, right? What I feel about Infamous 2, where, like, the sequel, you know, when you ha- when you have a sequel that really does respect what came before it and builds upon it and refines it, like, this is the perfect example of that. So, uh, overall, like, really high on um, Kim Mars 2, for sure. Definitely, definitely high on it. Um, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and, um... Yeah, we'll 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 get into more specifics as we go, but I did not hate it. Definitely, definitely did not hate it. I would, I would be like, yo, tell me why you hate this if you said yeah, that no. you hated it. So no, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, but I did say something on Gamescast where um, Drogas Gamescast where um, there were a lot of people that like were saying that like this is like a revolutionary like life-changing game well like i don't feel like my life has changed like drastically right like i'm like sure it's it's like unfortunately not like a ff7 remake experience for me sure where like that shattered my whole life you know what i'm saying but sure i am very very like glad i played this game you know i'm very glad mm-hmm. like i decided yo i want to play through this series and we got the key marks too, so good stuff. Very, very good. Very good. Awesome. Uh, Jonathan, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but before a certain father and son came to came to town in 2018, Kingdom Hearts 2 was also your favorite game? Or one of your, like, at the it's, very least, it's one of your favorite games. Yeah, it was, it's always been sort of, like, in my top five, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I, th- that ranking changes on a whim, given on sure. what day I'm feeling. So, um, you know, talk to me tomorrow, and it'll be a, a different game. But, no, it's, it's always been a, a, a beloved one for me. So, re- you know, revisiting it and, and um, <clears throat> going back to... It, it's hard for me. I think what's really interesting, and, and I, you know, we'll get into specifics, I think, especially with Kevin's experience... But and and I'm sure uh, Alexa and Cam, this was similar for you. Like, it was all. I have so much love for it because of also the time and moment of experiencing this game. Sure. Like there was, it is one of those things that I also feel is very different when you like binge watch a show versus been you know watching it in real time. Like people who watched Lost in real time had a very different experience than people who watched Lost on Netflix. And I do feel like being in the moment when Kingdom Hearts Two was coming out, like the we're we're in full spill spoiler territory right like i can just yeah yeah yeah, um (laughs) you know but even just like the minute of getting in there and being like what is this opening and wondering what it is and and you know those first several hours of not knowing and and that being so fresh and so new i i had a friend who took off school the day it came out and he i remember getting texts from him on the bus ride home because i wasn't allowed to look at my phone during the day and it, it was just like a flood of texts of like where's sora i don't understand what's happening what's going on here what's all this and it was just like I, and you know he spoiled it for me right then and there but it was one of those things where it was like you get into it and it's there's such a mystery to it immediately and to to you know after all those years of waiting to get that was such a mo like such a moment for me um that i think really imprinted this game in a specific way for me but you know i think to what Kevin was saying, like 
the way this game builds upon what the first did and really elevates all aspects of it, I think like across the board is just so well done, whether it comes from like combat, uh, updates and things like for me it's a very specific thing but when it first came out i actually didn't love the change to magic because in my brain having a bar that was very specific and i knew how much like almost mathematically of magic i was working with i really didn't like that as a kid mm -hmm. but like i've grown to appreciate a little bit more and a little bit more of the fluidity of using everything in the system as i've gotten older with the forms with the magic with the upgrades to just you know general combat and everything i think the world choices are fantastic i mean of course i'm sure we're going to spend at least a good 45 minutes on how wonderful atlantica is um but no i so many of the the levels are genuinely great really like top tier oh, no. kingdom hearts levels and i think then you you get into the the story elements of it i think so much of it still works. I think there are some things that for me also represent some of the stuff that I like at large have like nitpicks with when it comes to the franchise as a whole, as, as someone who loves so much of it, I, I see some of the like things that I don't love sort of like brewing into, but on the whole, you know, going back to it was such a wonderful experience and, and such a remembrance of why it's a high point for me. Alexa, um, not like you wrote a book or anything on Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Uh, what yeah. are your general thoughts? <laughs> now I get to read the I book. Feel... Now I get to yes, read the book. Yes, now you'll understand. Now I get to you'll buy understand and read it. There we go. Most of what I'm talking about. I'll send you, yeah. don't buy it, I'll send you a copy. <laughs> um, but uh, so for me, Kingdom Hearts 2 was when like the themes that we've sort of alluded to and discussed already sort of really made themselves known and really crystallized. And I just feel like, again, it has that, that, uh, the sequel syndrome where it's just, it just builds on the first game and it's just better than the first game. I really felt felt the thing that struck me the most about Kingdom Hearts 2 when I played it for the first time was I went from being so deeply frustrated and angry and like pissed off being like I don't want to it took me like eight hours to get through the Roxas segment the first time because I didn't realize that one of the letters you had to deliver was to a seagull and I also didn't realize that you could complete that segment <laughs> yeah no fuck that seagull like I, I wrote about it in the book like it was so bad I still have questions about that seagull. Like, Nomura, tell me about the seagull. Um, but also, you could complete that segment without getting all the money, and your friends would just magically get it. So I was, like, obsessively trying to get all the money. And I went from being absolutely, like, I, I can't, like, I, I don't know if I could deal with this, to, oh, okay, I think it's fine, to, by the end of that game, I was absolutely devastated, and I was just, like, I've never turned on a game so fast. Like, it was, I think, the most emotional, I think, of the series at large, even all the way up to melody of memory the most recent one we have now i think that it has the most large emotional moments and the most large emotional moments that make you really like have to think about it for a second and just uh this was also the game where the guardrails came off where it really feels like square enix said okay namura do whatever you want and now we have nobodies and this and other things so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, based off my memories, the first game that, like, like, like I cried. Like, you know, like Kingdom Hearts 1 obviously, like, had a very, like, sad but optimistic ending, you know? It was, like, with Sora and Kairi and Riku apart, like, but I wasn't, like, devastated, you know? It's just like, okay, let's see where the story goes. Um, but there's so many moments in this game just the way that it's it, it and in some instances like the lack of information that we know with that in in mind i'm still like i was still just like gutted 
from like mm -hmm. so many moments like Axel sacrificing himself for Sora um, and like when Sora finally meets Ro like gets to meet Riku again and God, and that uh, moment. like the part that like really gets to me a lot um, which we can go deeper into when we talk about like the themes and stuff is just the is just after they uh, like uh, Sora and Riku defeat Xemnas and just Sora and Riku are just being vulnerable to each other. You know, there's like that, that yeah. vulnerable masculinity mm. that they have um, is just like so important. Um, I think to their friendship and just, um, I think in like how men and like male friends should just be towards one another in general um, that I just wish we saw, like I saw like more um, of um, that, yeah, it's just, it really just impacted me as a kid. Um, and I just think that, like, those, like, learning, like, you know, because Kingdom Hearts, there is a, a level of, like, you know, you got to work for it. And me being able to accomplish that as a kid, I think, is really profound. Like, you know, um, it's not like it's just handed towards you have to work for it. Um, and I think that's why it spoke so much to me as a kid among like the many other positive things that we've, like we've said so far, like the combat, um, for example, um, that, yeah, I just, this game still like just speaks to me and, and gets me, uh, emotionally strong each time. And it, it's interesting cause this is the first time I've went back to it i'm pretty sure post kingdom hearts 3 and i'm just like kind of like thought about like where the franchise goes after this and it's it it, it kind of like puts new perspectives and like new opinions on things um uh for the series at large so um but yeah i wanted to talk about because i feel like this is a uh, I don't know if you know this, Kev, but like this is the opening of Kingdom Hearts Two mm. is very controversial. Like some people absolutely adore it. Like some people, like, like think that that part of Kingdom Hearts Two is like one of the best experiences in gaming. Period. Like Odell Harmon Jr. I know like loves Roxas, like the like Roxas's prologue and. Uh, and all that stuff but then there are other people that just like think it's a chore thinks think it's like you know a waste of time especially when you play it well like more more when you're like playing it the, like a second time or you know once you've already experienced it but yeah i just kind of want to like get get a feel on where you guys are at on the spectrum of like when you play when you play kingdom hearts 2 and you get to this beginning part with roxas like i think it's a very it's super it's like the key to the story right because in my opinion this whole story is about roxas you're just playing in sora's shoes um so for me it's just like this this is like crucial to the story but i would be lying if there aren't times where i'm just like oh i'm just skipping these cutscenes and getting right. into sora you know what right. i mean so like this time i did not do that i was like i want to experience everything i want to get the full experience obviously for this for this but you know, there are times where I'm like, all right, let's just get through these cutscenes and let's get to Sora because that's where we're like things like where I can start like evolving the combat and all that stuff. So um, 
uh, Jonathan, because you, you kind of touched upon it a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, speaking to what you were saying, I do think back when this came out, one of the things that I remember more than anything was not even my feeling about it, but just the general consensus of, man, that opening is horrible. How could they do that to us? And like there was there, there was this just general conversation about it that I remember feeling. And I I never hated it to that extent. I, you know, I think from minute one, I was thrown the first time around. And I think it was a, a strange thing for me to go through as a kid because I'd never had that sort of experience of waiting for something like that. And then it's like, you know, for six hours, you got to hold off before you get to the story you think you're going to be playing. But I've really grown to appreciate it more over time. And, you know, especially like you were saying, kind of thinking about it in context of everything we get after, uh, not just within two, but in general, I'm really thankful for it. And I do think it's a really great move to take. And and it's a move that you can't always make. But this is a situation where you do have the leeway to do that as a storyteller. You know, I think like they had that opportunity and had they done it in, you know, even Kingdom Hearts uh, chain of memories to a certain extent of opening up something different with Sora. Obviously you get the Riku path afterward, but I think, um, you know, this is such an anticipated sequel, you know, people are invested enough that you can kind of play with expectations in a way. And so I really enjoy that from a like storytelling state, uh, that they were able to do that. And I think in the long run that it pays off, you know, I think originally I get everyone's frustration to a certain extent, but I do, think the more I sit with it and the more that I've experienced it, the more I, I appreciate it. I'm with you. There are definitely parts of it where it feels a little bit superfluous and it's easy to, to move through, but I do like the sense of summertime ending and that feeling I think is captured really beautifully and really well in that moment and not, and, and what that means as a child, but what that also means in life and what that means in growing up and, and what that means in the context of the story, I think is really, really well done. The more that I've had time to reflect on it. Kevin. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it was, you know, this probably like is the very like cliche like obvious comparison, but like I think playing MGS two kind of like you know was like hey this this is probably not the whole game right like, like there's probably a point to it and like I think what like kept me going was um, uh, getting those breadcrumbs of like oh restoration at twelve percent restoration at X percent right and it's like okay there's more to this than just like. Roxas and Hainer and like these these cast of characters, you know, like there's there is gonna be more to this that will pay off and like them, uh, you know, tr trying to figure out like why are all these pictures getting stolen and stuff like that, right? And and them unraveling this, right? And I didn't, I don't know, like I I never felt like I hated it. Yeah, like maybe some of the mini games were annoying. Um, it was annoying getting a four twenty four combo on the grand standard mini game and only getting fifty money for that you know i will say that come on now that's a that's a flush I, I, right I think there. i killed it i, like, I, I think that. i killed that i wish i had a screenshot but i don't but it happens you <laughs> know what i'm saying i swear it happens but um but no but like i i definitely like when when it's when you go later on in the story and you see like oh what this version of twilight town yeah twilight town like yeah. actually was right and like what its purpose was for you know what i'm saying like I think that's more in the payoff, but I would say honestly, like one of the most like hype things I've experienced in Kingdom Hearts so far was when you finally like awake, like get to awaken Sora, right? And like yeah. you get, and you're like, oh, we're 
we're back. Like our boys back. Like, <laughs> we're back. We're about to do, like we're back because um, we had uh the Riku chapter in Chain of Memories. So there was that, and then the first six hours of this game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was really like, oh man, like damn, like I wonder, I wonder where is Sora? <laughs> you know, like like yeah. I wonder when we're gonna get to it. And so like I think you couple all that like with a really good payoff of like you know you finally into the big swing of things, but. Um, no, like I, I, I definitely enjoyed the, the overall vibe of you know that first bit, and and I personally like didn't think it was like necessarily that much really like just aside from like just some of the mini games are not really vibing with me overall. Like, it doesn't bother me in the grand scheme of things, you know. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Alexa. Well, I did write an entire chapter about this gameplay <laughs> sequence in my book, so I'll, so I'll try to sum that Please up. Please do. Um, <laughs> I feel like the way that, like, I feel like if we had spent, let's say, in, in designing that sequence, if we had spent any less time with Roxas, like if the game had opened and he was like, all right, we got our money, we're getting on the train. And then, you know, Diz comes in and Axel comes in and they're like, oh, like, actually, you're you know, Sora's nobody and you have to go do this. We wouldn't care. We would be like, oh, okay. Like that kind of sucks, like weird. Uh, but I think by giving us just really like, really just menial, like mediocre, actually quite boring, repetitive, obtuse tasks with this character and then having that whole segment be drawn out so much where we're repeating his days, getting up with him every day, like having, a, having, you know, seeing his day play out makes us, it does two things. It makes us um, frustrated and it makes us um, feel a lot, a lot how Roxas is feeling by the end of that segment where he's like, act, like, I don't know who you are, Axel. I don't recognize you. What's going on with me? Calling his friends names. Like Roxas is starting to break down and realize that his reality is not what he thinks it is. And we're starting to think, okay, maybe this isn't what it thinks it is as well. So in game design terms, it's actually really quite masterful as getting us on the same emotional page as the person we're playing as. And also once we get to that point, you start to think, well, how many, how long has Roxas been on summer vacation? Like, how long is he, has he been living this same stretch of six days over and over and over? And then, you know, as you get longer in the game, you think, you know, how long has Axel been trying to reach him? Like, how long have they been watching him and waiting? Like, how, you know, hard has Namine been working? And it's like, not just him, it's all of these other characters and like the time and the labor that they've spent on it, much like the time and labor you've spent on this gameplay segment. So at the end, when you know that he, that famous line looks like my summer vacation is over. It's really, you understand that, you know, no matter what you did as Roxas and no matter what Roxas does there or moving forward, his life isn't his, like he doesn't get to call the shots. Um, he doesn't have control over his destiny. He's a part of someone else. He's not autonomous. It's not, he doesn't, he doesn't get that. Um, which then when you see Sora release that single tear as he gets on the train to go away, just, is just like a gut punch because you realize that no matter the effort he puts in, he's not going to get what he wants, which is to stay there with his friends. And you've already put in all that effort. So you on, you know, a the actual physical level in terms of time invested and physical input, you've done the same thing that he's done. So I think it's a absolutely masterful piece of game design. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause you're, you know, you, 
spend a like just enough time with Roxas to have like that emotional attachment to him, like where even though you do all these like tasks that like may or may not be fun to you, by the time you have to like go back into Sora and uh, you switch us to Sora, you're like, wait, I don't want you to go. Like, why does it have to? Yeah. Why does it have to be this way? And you don't really know why until a little bit later, and it's just like, oh, like. Roxas needed to so Sora could wake up and like you know that's just like how that's exactly what you say like that's just how it has to be and it's it's a it's kind of a tragic uh thing and again like I think that even though the beginning is like all these characters trying to make sure that Roxas like is safe and like in a place where you know when the time's right he can go wake up Sora like I still think that the events following that still revolve around Roxas like I know that Sora is the main character but there are the you know like the organization keeps calling Sora Roxas and he's like who's Roxas I don't know what that like any 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 like this and it's not even like it doesn't even feel like manipulation really to Sora it's just like no that's just how they how they see him and like uh and there's just stuff that and it just makes it puts us into a new perspective and while like we know things that Sora doesn't know we we're still kind of like in the dark as Sora is as to like the organization's relationship to to like Roxas and like we know that like it wasn't great, but we don't know like the specifics. And obviously, like I mean, and spoiler, you're gonna learn like all of this uh, in 358, which is our next game. Um, but there's just like so much that like you still don't kind of know, and it, it's just like I, I I just like the idea of this being a story where th- w- this character that isn't the main character throughout the story is like just leaves a mark on this world and then like the main character kind of has to deal with it um and yeah i i i just don't think we see that a lot in games and i i I like i think that like the way that they set up roxas's like roxas for sora the scenario had to be so specific for it to work and it and it does and uh i think that that's just like a really masterful thing um but uh, what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about combat? Do we want to talk about the worlds? Uh, how, how are we feeling before we get into the deeper Dorian themes? Let's go. Let's go into the the worlds. The worlds. Alexa, what, what are your thoughts on the worlds? Uh, what are your some of your favorites? What's some of your least favorites that aren't Atlantica? <laughs> I got it. Why? I just, I just got it. I want to know why. I want to know why. I don't know if Enomura has ever answered that question, but I really like to know why we got Atlantica with nothing going on hey, I'm in this not, game. I'm going to say it right I'm now. I'm not necessarily complaining about that. <laughs> no, I'm going to say I, it right now. I'm going to throw it out I'll there. I'll take Kingdom Hearts 2 Atlantica over Facts. Kingdom Hearts 1 Atlantica. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> I, I don't like, I, I felt like I, I showed up noticed that there was nothing going on and noped right out. I was like, wasting my time. You don't need me here. Um, I feel like Kingdom Hearts 2 has the best, most varied, and also I think maybe the most, I might be, I might not be correct on that, world selection. And also oh, yeah. like the most varied. You have yeah. Mulan, which over the moon about, thought that was brilliant. So um, 
Timeless River, which was also brilliantly so cool. done, where they're they're All talking time. about like, oh, that's the that's the king before he was the king. Like, I love that. That's like part of the overall story of like Mickey Mouse, and also the challenges and the fights in that are just freaking awesome. Music also good, and also I'm. I'm mildly embarrassed to admit that my first exposure to Tron was Kingdom Hearts 2. No, same. I had mine too. I Me had too. I had no oh, okay, now I Me feel too. so much yeah, better. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. I just remember playing it, being like, this is so cool. What is this? And then my dad walked in. I was playing with my siblings, and my dad walked in and he was like, Are you guys watching Tron? And we were like, You know Tron, Dad? And he's like, Yeah, it was this. It was this film, Jeff Bridges, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. And immediately, like, I think, like, as soon as we finished that world, all three of us watched Tron, and we were just like, huh, okay. But, like, they did it really well. Like, I just feel like the, the – and then my youngest brother, for him, Kingdom Hearts 2, was his first exposure to Pirates of the Caribbean. So mm. we had that, that, that dual thing. But I just think that whole – like the choices and then the way that they had all of those play out, I thought was really well. And I feel like maybe with the exception of dream drop Dif distance, even though I hated that game, we can talk about that later, but maybe with the exception of that game, I think the world selection and the way it's done is the best in kingdom hearts too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, there's, uh, I think for me, there's standouts. Like I think Thomas river is, is such, I just love that because like, they 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 went so as far as like even having the audio be like mono right and like i yeah. love that like yo if we're gonna do this yeah the whole thing is black and white yeah the whole thing is like, like we're gonna double down on the style of it and i love that and i think the closest thing that like comes to that as far as i'm aware maybe there's other like examples aside from like sora you know having his his fit change from like Halloween Town, et cetera, and, like, you know, as it goes on. But I love that they went so much as far as, like, even in the menu, like, even in the UI, that changes with it. Like, that's – those small things, I think, just go a long way to, like, making you feel like, yeah, we're we're in Beast Castle or we're, you know, in Port Royale with uh, – seeing <laughs> the, only, the only one that's, like, maybe, like, I wasn't supposed to be, like, necessarily, like, thinking it was funny, but – Seeing like Sora's character model next to Johnny Depp, like I just thought that was just like it's, it'll never get old. I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever. Like, so also shout out to Oh, there's oh, I'm so excited. I really, I really because there's a lot of them that were like, hey, hope to see you again, right? And like we do go back to them later on in the game, right? But I hope that we see him again more. Like, like, like I really we you know don't end their um arcs here with this but i think one of the biggest things i'll say about you know going for more of the world is like even when um we have recurring worlds like um hollow bastion right like halloween town right um agrabah as well like they're they were able to do such a good job at like making it feel familiar like yeah like we've we've been here before and even um well that's not our point but like we've been here before but i feel like they did a lot to change the layout and the circumstances that you were doing in said um, uh, uh, world that we saw in the first game. I think that they did a really good job at like making it still feel fresh, even though you were in the same world, right? Um, and then, oh man, there was one more thing. Oh, um, when they had things of like uh, Simba recognizing Sora, even though we didn't have yeah, a Lion King Sora. world, like yeah, because you were a summon. 
and yeah, like they were, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, Simba that's yeah, like you, like I just love so far that like they care about, <laughs> like they 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 like are going that deep and like no, like of course we're gonna remember Simba because he was a summon, you know what I'm saying? I, I, like stuff like that. I just love the detail that was in all these worlds as you were going through. I just thought that was like really, really, really well done, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I think that this is. Uh... I feel like at first I, I felt like that this wasn't a controversial opinion, but in recent like years, I feel like it is, it actually is. But like, I think one of the genius things about Kingdom Hearts 2 that I, you know, they didn't do in Kingdom Hearts 3. And I think it was one of the, one of the bigger cons about Kingdom Hearts 3 is that uh, there were two world visits where the first one for the most part, um, you know, is like, this is the Disney stuff. This is the Disney story. And then the second time you go there, it focuses on the, like, Sora, like, you know, and right. the organization or Riku or or something that regards the uh, main plot. That wasn't always the case, but, like, I just thought that having the... Uh, like the two time visits like allows for like certain elements to like be the focus instead of like just being like one long-winded thing i don't know just like after 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 like especially after playing kingdom hearts 3 i was just like oh man yeah this was like they they definitely should have went back like kept doing mm. the two world visits because i think that mm. that just like allowed Damn. certain aspects of each world to shine more and and uh things like that um that yeah i don't know um but and this is one of the things that i think is kind of odd that they did but like you don't have to finish every world twice to be able to finish the game like once you like finish like i think there's a point where you have like two or three worlds left you can just go to twilight town i and know this finish that. the game and i'm just like why do they i know do this that? and that it's, yeah. a, it's a very like it's one of the few cons I have with with this game. It's just like, why why did you do that? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, like with the worlds, yeah, I love Space Paranoids for sure. Like Tron is definitely one of my favorite worlds. Mulan is great. I just wish it wasn't the first world. Like, get, like I want high level <laughs> boss fights. Like I want to fuck shit up with Mulan. Like <laughs> Mulan is one of my favorite Disney films. So for me, like I was super happy that Mulan was a world. I just wish it wasn't the first one, like the first one, man. Like that really disappointed me. But um, and outside of that, like Halloween Town was great again, um, and I really enjoyed. Uh, it's hard I, for me to like, pick a favorite I, too. I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, I think like. I, I think my my opinion on this has stayed pretty steady over the past, like you know, almost twenty years. I think Pirates Care. Pirates Caribbean is probably my most like conflicted world. Like there are some aspects I think are really cool, but like God is it annoying when they're in the sun or they're in the yeah, shade that's fair. and like you yeah, can't. Okay, that's oh fair. my God, I'm just, that's fair. It's, that's it's fair. Just, that's incredibly it's just annoying. So annoying. Um, but yeah, and it, I, I would say that like those three are probably my favorites. Um, just for like. Either, like I just like love the aesthetic of Halloween Town and going to Christmas Town and um, this is a thing exclusive to Final Mix but like 
you know, Sora and like Donald and Goofy changing forms again when you go to Christmas Town. Like in in the original, they stayed in their Halloween Town outfit just for oh, those that you know. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's like kind of a few small changes like that uh, in Final Mix. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I I definitely think that this game throughout the entire series has the best suite of worlds. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Jonathan, what are your thoughts? Um, I, well, one, I wanted to, I just didn't want to interrupt, but Kevin, I was, I'm very glad that you picked up sort of on all that like detail and attention work. Cause I think for me, both when I originally played and like looking forward into future kingdom hearts games, like, man, I was so obsessed every time you get to a new world and it's like, what does the UI look yeah, like? That, dude, was, that yeah. was a thing that I just was yes. like so nerded out about in these games. <laughs> it was like, what is the menu change? What is the, what is the world logo going to look like? All those little things that they do, the animations, the way that they care about the form changes or the world's like costume changes to a certain degree. Um, and I think two does a lot of them across the board that I think everyone mentioned really, really well, obviously them turning into animals for Lion King is also just wonderfully silly. Super I love dog. how Goofy's Super a though. turtle. It's, it's a turtle! Like, <laughs> it's you're a dog! Already a dog. Yeah. You're a dog! It's so perfect. But no, I, 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 I forgot about agree, it. I didn't I even realize that. <laughs> they're already animals. Yeah. They're, they're already animals. Why, <laughs> why are they changing? <laughs> That's great. Oh, and then they were like, what if we double animal them? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I think across the board, the the world selection here is great. I think even the ones I don't like as much, Atlantica notwithstanding, obviously, like, yeah. even even the lower end stuff for me is still pretty great. Like, I, for me, I guess, like, Agrabah is more memorable in the first because, like, Aladdin was just a very big game or a movie for me. So to see it there to begin with was really, you know, great and important. Um, I don't think about it as much in the context of two. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the, the levels that we've talked about generally, I think stand up, uh, we haven't really talked about, I guess, um, why am I blanking as soon as I said it, but, um, uh, Hercules Olympus Coliseum, uh, oh, yeah. Shot, yeah. shot to Olympus Coliseum, big fan. You know, big I fan. always love, I love the through line of Hercules. I am just forever a like Hercules stand in general. And so to see how they continue to change their approach to that one is always really great. And I think it's, it's really well done here uh, in, in particular. I really love this one, but yeah, on, on the whole, I think the world selection is great. I think the attention to detail in all of them is really great. I think cam like your question of, is it controversial controversial or not? I think it's possible to do a single world run well. And I think what's interesting about three and we'll talk That's about true. it then is I think there are ones that do do a single run well there, but then there are ones that show you why it also is, potentially very bad um and you know so i think it, there it is possible to do it very well but i like the approach especially within the context of two um you know a, a thing in general that i think the series can do that i for me i don't always love is to a certain extent to segment things too much like to f the game like these games to me are at their best for me as like a fan growing up um you know when i look at it a whole maybe differently but when i was playing them game to game very much when it was blending the Disney with the Square Enix with the mm -hmm. fresh original Kingdom Hearts stuff. I think that is when the game is at its best. And whenever it segments any of it, even to a degree, the new Kingdom Hearts stuff that I really, really care and invested in, I still think like it can be at its heights when it's marrying all of that stuff together. Um, and, and so sometimes for me, 
stories impacted me less because they were separated. But I do think the approach here also lets you really get the chance to see a world evolve and see things change. And especially with the organization's impact here, I think that's what's done the best with the world changes is you come back and things might be different and, and things are changing. And I think that is executed very well. And I think that is why that shift works so well for me and why I agree with you that I think it's a really good choice in this game. Okay. Like there, I, that, that's interesting. Like once we get to Kingdom Hearts 3, we'll talk about that stuff. Cause that, there's some stuff I agree with you there. And there's some stuff I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about uh, the combat next because there's a lot, there's a lot of like absolute opinions. I want to drop about the combat in this mm, game. Um, okay. Oh, do it. <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, there's uh, plenty of things to talk about. Like, there's the drive forms, there's the summons, which we didn't really talk about the summons in Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, Kingdom Hearts 1 had a lot of, like, classic Disney characters, you know, Dumbo, mm -hmm. Bambi, Tinkerbell, and then, you know, we had Simba and Mushu as well, Genie. Um, and this one, we had a smaller list, and we had uh, Chicken Little, <laughs> which is amazing. Chicken Little is a good movie, like, straight up. I like oh, weird. I, I like Chicken Little. Um, it's a very, like, of the moment choice. I didn't realize... Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um... And uh, uh, we had Genie, Peter Pan, which that was the one world that I really wish returned in Kingdom Hearts 2. I just want to say, like, uh. I really wish we had a, we went to Neverland or yeah. whatever. Because in Kingdom Hearts 1, at least when I first played it, and I still probably, no, I'd probably say Halloween Town uh, now as, as, as I've gotten older. But, like, I just love Peter Pan growing up. Um, you know, obviously there's some racial stuff that is... Uh, native racial stuff that is not cool in that movie but out uh, like not outside of that like i really love peter pan i think it's a really funny movie um and i just like i don't know i just really resonated with that movie growing up that i really wanted peter pan to return and then i was like mm. oh, okay well, at least he's a summon but then he's like the worst summon in the game at least in my opinion like i, I think he's like yeah. not that, that good um but and then we got stitch which is so good and we, uh and we have uh perfect uh, yeah and we have uh, uh genie again um and then we have uh, and then here are the two things i want to talk about before i i lay down some absolute truths in my opinion um let's talk about the limits let's talk about the limits first and how you have these abilities where you basically do these giant team-up attacks with the disney characters that you're with i mean you do it with Donald and goofy as well but I think the cool, like, the ones that people get hyped for is when you, you know, you have the ones with the Disney characters, like with Mulan. The Mulan Where, like, you have yeah. Mushu shoot fire. down the fireballs, fire. which is so cool. Um, and, you know, and, like, the stuff with Aladdin where he just, like, like, just, like, the flash just, like, goes across the screen and just, like, cuts everyone up. And just, like, I, I love how they were able to, like, find something that, like, makes sense for that character and, like, based off their background or their personality um to add like you know something more than just like oh yeah you're just like you, cool you have you have this disney character in your party but that's kind of it and it's like okay well what what differentiates that from like donald and goofy when i know that donald is going to be able to heal me and like goofy is like going to be like kind of like my tank so um so like, yeah i kind of I want to know what are some of your guys's like favorite like limits uh in the game that Mulan one, it trumps all. That's facts. It's really That's good. the best it's one. Really That's the best big one. Facts. That's big facts. <laughs> big facts. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's gotta be the one 
with Mushu and Mulan. But I have a thing where I this 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 might be. There are two things that I did not use use at all during my playthrough. Things uh-huh. that like I just didn't feel like I was ever in a situation where like I really needed it because sure. I feel like I was so good with the combat and the valor system that like am just going to a form and using the limits of um, my party. Right, I felt all good with those three, but I never used ether. Because of the MP changes of MP just kind of just gradually just... I just knew it was filling over time. So, okay, cool. I'll just wait for that. And I never felt like I was in a spot where I needed it. I actually went to normal for this game. I didn't play easy. I think I played Kingdom Hearts 1 easy. But I was like, you know, I think you can do normal. Like, like it's fine. Um, and also, when the, I'm devastated now just, just hearing this, I didn't use summons at all. Like... I just felt like I was never in a spot where I needed it. So, like, that quick glimpse of, like, seeing Stitch, I didn't realize that he was a summon until this right here. You, you know got, what I'm saying? When you got the, the charm pickups, you didn't realize, like, Bro, oh, I don't, summon this well, character? I did, like, see them being added, but, like, I, w- I never, like, remembered to use it or never felt like I really no. needed it. You know what that, I'm saying? Like, that's, that's where I was at. That so, is like, fair. yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to necessarily. I'm gonna blame it on me. Like, like it's definitely a me thing. Just something that, like I just didn't utilize. Like it was clearly a part of my tool set. I could have easily used. Um, but I also don't want to say like it felt like it like it feels redundant. Because, mm-hmm. but part of me is like, damn. Like if this is my first time playing playing on normal and I just didn't feel the need to use summons, right? Just because no. they they just gave me so much good stuff up front, they're like, okay, like I'm cool with this, like I'm I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's where I was at. So I never once bought ether just because I'm like I don't know, like yeah, if I need it in a pinch, I could definitely see the use case for that. But I just I would just wait for it. I would just act like I would just play a little bit more yeah. on the defense and wait for it to recharge. Um, because I would rather buy potions that I know my health doesn't. Regen. So, like, I would, I would rather invest in keeping my team stock with potions just in case I'm in a pinch. Um, and yeah, I, I never use summons, but I really want to see the Stitch summon now. Now I'm mad because I love Stitch. Yeah, that, that's something <laughs> that you're touching upon something that I, uh, I want to talk about is that, like, I think the combat in general is still great no matter what difficulty you play on. But I think that, like, when, like, because I played through the game on critical and mm. I think that. Uh, when you play the game on critical or just like the harder difficulty, it encourages you to use your arsenal a lot more. Right. Like that's you know, why like there are some yeah. boss battles where like I almost rely on like summoning Stitch so I can like do a certain thing and then like Stitch can uh, eventually, hopefully, uh, re- re- refill my MP bar because that's what makes. Uh, stitch so good is that like he does other things but like one of the things he 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 does is just like every once in a while he'll just refill your mp bar like no matter what which which is really really cool and then like um you know when i'm in pirates caribbean uh you know those those bosses you know Sora's not like where he really needs to be yet when he gets to that world um and uh chicken little has a whistle that will like bring in everybody so you can like basically get Chicken Little to whistle everyone out of the um, of the shade. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's like, like those that. kind of things like that. that like 
you know, you may not have to worry about that on a, on a, on a like lower difficulty, but you know, when you play it on harder, like there, it's crucial. Right. Um, right. Is Tinkerbell in this game? No. Peter Pan. No. Does she, does he do the same thing as Tinkerbell? Like, no, he no. no. It's not just it's like just, a heel that never, like follows you Tinkerbell. around. Shot the Tinkerbell. It's not broken. No. Um, <laughs> and the thing that, uh, another thing that I want to mention too is um, you 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 uh, made an interesting thing that like I had an experience on Twitter like you know probably within the past year I don't remember exactly when where like I had a friend who played Kingdom Hearts two for the first time and like it shows like their stats and I was just like. And they, like, didn't use, like, their drive forms at all. Or, like, they didn't use, like, really any of their tools. And I was just, like, it's, like, and I just kind of questioned, like, did you not use, like, anything? And then someone commented, uh, like, on what I said. It's just, like, you Kingdom Hearts fans want people to play the games, but then you tell them how to play. I'm, like, I'm not telling uh -oh. you. Yeah, no, I'm no. I'm not telling you all how to that. play. It. I'm just no. I'm not saying, like. You're yeah. Like, Leave us alone. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's just, like, no. no. It's just, like, like and, and this is something I wanted to get into. Uh, which uh, one of the, my, I think it's ab absolute truths kind of thing is that like, I think that there's the argument that like Sora in Kingdom Hearts 2 is like, has like the most tools Facts. than any other video game character in like, in, like in an action game. Like he has so many tools. It's insane. Like all the different drive forms, like, like the reaction, like it, it's just like, it's crazy how much like different play styles that you can do with Sora in this game. Like maybe like Devil May Cry 5 is probably something that I'm like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe Dante and Devil May Cry 5 is like uh, like on the same level, if not exceeded. But like, I just like, every time I play Kingdom Hearts 2, I just think like, man, there's just so much that you can do with as Sora. And it's just like, and, and I don't even think Kingdom Hearts 3 surpasses that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the, the combat is fantastic. In this game, uh, I think it has aged like fine wine. Uh, I I just always have fun playing this, uh, playing the combat, and I and um, one of the things that I want to get into uh, is the boss battles in this game. The boss battles in this game, I think, is like the best suite of bosses in any video game. Very like fun. there's just so much variety. And everything, like, each boss fight, like, feels kind of, like, original. Like, she's like, this is such a weird boss fight. But it's cool because it's different. Like, when you're trying to, like, knock down the, like, uh, break the the cornerstone of light, you know, by the river. And, like, that's just, like, kind of like a boss fight. And the just, like, the amount of variety that there is with the boss fights is insane. And then you get into, like, the organization boss fights. And those are, like, really challenging and fun. And different because they all have like a like a special weapon um and then you get to the data battles and lingering will and like it, it's just incredible uh alexa what are your thoughts on the boss fights i actually really want to you reminded me i wanted to know what kevin thought of the differentiations between the organization members and how they fight what Ooh, did you think of that yeah. whole setup those were the logos right the the not 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 logos, but like it was like the the symbol that would um appear sometimes in the world, and you would go into 
I think I think that's oh, okay. no. Those um, are the data battles. Those are the those data are that's, battles. that's the data battles. But like the different members of Organization Thirteen, because a lot of a lot of people, or at least what I have heard, a lot of people say like, oh, like they just added a bunch of rando characters to like fill space and just differentiate combat encounters. But what do you think? Yeah, I think are you maybe talking about like towards the end when you have when you're making your way towards the end of the game with um uh Riku. And you have those like doorways that, in that one room. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Uh-oh. I, okay. Uh oh. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's okay. fine. I'm, I'm, I'm asked... <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Here, yeah, here so you go. Like... Uh, I'll we'll we'll go back because I do want to ask you what okay. you thought of like the villains and organization in thirteen and stuff. But I agree with you that I think, especially within the now that we've gotten three, um. I think of all of the games, I think two has the better designed boss boss battles. And I think that what you were saying about tools, I think that it feels to me very much like they designed, um, like it feels like the tools that you were given and then the challenges that you were faced were like perfectly designed together. Like there was not like the encounters team and the systems team, like those two teams were working together very, very closely. And you can tell in that, like you were just uh, describing with like Chicken Little, for example, everything in your arsenal is sort of tailored to get you out of different situations and all those situations use something you have in some way. I And I feel that way about the, about the world encounters more so than I feel about fighting the organization. I feel like fighting the organization members and having a world encounter are very different. Um, for me, I think one of my favorite set of boss battles is again timeless river like you have the building and like the cars and stuff and i just think that's like that's my favorite i just think that is so unique and we haven't seen anything like that in a kingdom hearts game since really uh jonathan what are your thoughts yeah i mean the timeless river fights are definitely i think a high point for me now i'm thinking of things in dichotomy just because that's what we were all talking about so i guess sorry alexa if i also indirectly answered that question but i think for it's me fine. <laughs> No, I, you know, I, I think for me, one of the things that I remember at, from the first time playing and also really enjoying, you know, revisiting it both throughout the years and more recently is the the concept of fighting the organization members and their different attack suites. Like I do, I can see the argument, I guess, that it's like, oh, you just threw different human level characters in to fight against to help pad things out if someone wants to make that argument. But I, I think the fights end up being really varied and really interesting based on their skill sets in such a dynamic cool boss rush way um you know i mean even something with chain of memories just seeing the way the different organization members were to then actually fight them in the you know like a pure kingdom hearts action context in in this game and obviously different members and whatnot but uh, especially as you get toward the end of the game i think those boss fights are so incredibly like testing of your skill and and really um you know speaking to Cam, what you were saying about the idea that you have so many tools in your arsenal, you do need to use specific tools against specific ones. And I do think that that is an essential thing that those fights teach you. I think, um, Kevin, you know, you're not crazy. I don't really use summons much in two compared to one. What, like in okay. one, summons were just like my bread and butter. I use them constantly. But here, never really did and never really have. I also think I use forms and limit stuff more than I do magic in two versus magic in one, um, for sure as well. But I, I do think there are cases where they come in handy extremely well and that you do need to use them. I, I think a boss fight that always stands out to me, though, that we haven't talked about 
is the the Lion King one as well. Um, just the sort of like Shadow of the Colossus esque scope of that fight yeah. is, I yeah. think, a really yeah. really great accomplishment um, for these types of games. And again, another example of every world feels a little bit different in those boss fights, and it, it keeps that creativity level up throughout the game in really interesting ways. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, especially especially in the uh, the Lion King boss fight, but just across the game as a whole, uh, which is Honestly, one of my favorite mechanics in video games is the reaction commands. The reaction commands just, they somehow made it so that the reaction commands are like a continuation of what you're already doing in active combat. And it, and it flows so well that I just, it's kind of hard to describe. You just kind of have to experience it like i remember someone like asking me like like giving me like uh comparisons to it and i'm like i really can't compare this to anything you just have to play it and then you'll understand you know where you'll just like you'll be fighting like a you know a dusk you know a, a, a like a generic dusk nobody and then you'll just do a reversal and you'll just continue fighting and then like you know you're just like you'll be like fighting some heartless and then the giant like spike ball one will like land, like try and land on top of you. And you're just like, Nope. And then you yeah. just slam it back down. Just the way that the combat flows with the reaction commands is just the most satisfying combat that I've experienced in games because of it. It's just, and like, and, but then you also like get those really cool set pieces that like feel more rewarding than just like a, um, than just like a quick time event, exactly. Because it's because yeah. because you're still like in active combat, and it doesn't like cut to a cut scene, and then you're doing a reaction command. It's like no, you're like doing stuff, and then it pops up, and then you do it, and it goes like that. It, it like the way it progresses is just it, it is a different way um, than other action games. Like with you know, because I guess like the most comparable thing that it could be compared to in some instances is a QTE, but I still don't think that that is correct or like does the mechanic justice um like when you fight zaldin and you you know you learn to jump and that is like one of the things that you can do if you block one of his attacks um or uh you know dance water dance you grab the the music note and mm -hmm. you're playing it around yeah. and you got like that's <laughs> yeah. how you got it's just so satisfying i like i i just i i can't get over it i it, i just love it so much does, does anyone else have to like have anything to gush about reaction commands any like moments oh i mean of course we got to talk about one of the greatest moments in video games where sora and riku are just deflecting oh all the lasers god. oh my god literally just <laughs> losing going, my mind to this day i'm I was like going crazy <laughs> like still like still to the <laughs> dude still to this day wild when i when i like when i do that that boss fight which i i think is one of the best final bosses in video games and you, and you're like deflecting all the things every time. I'm just like, man, video. This game is so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think about. Like, yeah. this game is something else. <laughs> like, um, it, yeah, it's great. Uh, someone else, please speak about reaction commands. Like, f for me, like when it's a much like bigger scale, right? Those reaction commands, like on paper, I guess you one could, I guess, say QT. But I'm with you where where it's like it it. It's more than a QT, like in the same way that like if when when it's more of like a smaller enemy, or the we'll just use your 
example of like when the ball is trying to drop on you, right? Like in a way, those sometimes felt like parries, but just they're better than parries. Like, like it's 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 just more than that. Like, yeah, but and like I'm totally with you on that. And the one of my favorite like reaction instances where, and honestly, one of my favorite fights in the game um, is the Cerberus rematch. When I saw him, I was like, "Oh, like let's go, man! Like, like, like let's yo, oh, yeah. let's fight, bro!" And um, when when it's the one outside when um, uh, when the call seems all crushed and everything. Oh, the Hydra fight, the Hydra yeah. fight. Yeah. Wait, wait, oh wait, no, I am thinking of the Hydra fight. No, I'm thinking of something else. I am thinking of the Hydra. Yeah, I am. My bad. But there's one where um yeah, it's a hydra fight with the with the three heads. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I got yeah, mixed yeah, up. Yeah. Uh like when you're oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I love that fight and that reaction time when um when you're able to use the flying uh Pegasus, Pegasus and Yeah, yeah. And it's so cool. all, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Those are really good moments for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Very, very good stuff. One hundred percent. Um Let's talk about uh, the Final Fantasy implementation in this game, uh, because there's some really great stuff, uh, especially even even as a returning player. I'm just like, man, they did this. And that's so cool that they did it, Um, which I think the first thing that was really, really cool was when you go to Hercules and Hades like, all right, I'm going to bring out this guy. And it's just like, okay, who is this guy? And then it's it's Orin from Final Fantasy X, and it's just like, what? I felt so uh, left Alex, out. Oh, Alex, you're ready to talk. You're ready to talk. Oh, so good. I feel like we'll start with there. <laughs> but I feel like as far as Final Fantasy implementation in Kingdom Hearts go, Orin in the Underworld is the best they have done. He was dead the whole time anyway. Of course he's in a place where, like, ruled by whomever. And he also made some shady-ass deals. So, like, him being stuck with Hades makes total sense. And also he was just um, amazing in combat. Um, I really feel like... I really feel like, again, not since Kingdom Hearts 2 have we seen seen the Final Fantasy uh, integration uh, done so well. I feel like Kingdom Hearts 2 was the last time they really did it. You have... Uh, Freaking uh, in the beginning, Setzer from Final Fantasy VI and Vivi from Final Fantasy IX in the struggle. You have Yunariku and Pain from Ten Two as treasure stealing fairies, and then you have the entire Final Fantasy VII crew plus Tifa now. Vivi, <laughs> Tifa, Vivi, yeah, Vivi. Like I, I still like. I remember playing that and him co- and and them introducing Setzer and me being like, that game is too old. <laughs> to be a part of this, right? That game was like freaking forever ago, and it was also like not 3D. And I just remember getting to have that awesome conversation with my siblings, where they were like, "Who is Setzer? Who is Vivi? Like, who are these people?" And being like, "They're from this Final Fantasy. They're from this Final Fantasy." And also, they came from Final Fantasies that were never rendered this way. So getting to see them in that kind of design was just freaking awesome. And. For me personally, because I never play, I, I still haven't to this day. I need, I know I need to. Um, I haven't played Final Fantasy Nine yet, so my God, I, I, I have a VV plush. <laughs> like you can see it right there if you're watching. For me, VV is a Kingdom Hearts character. Like I think of VV as a Kingdom Hearts character. When people bring up Final Fantasy Nine, I'm like, nah, VV is a Kingdom Hearts character. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm wrong, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I totally get that. And uh, yeah, I think. Cypher? 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, super, All of super them. cool. Jesus. Um, and then, yeah, we have to, we definitely have to talk about, uh, and this, I mean, and I think this can go into just this section of the game as a whole, the battle for Hollow Bastion. Like, oh this whole God. section of the oh. game is just like so good. It's so good. Uh, you know, because we finally meet the king. We get to go to Tron for the first time. Uh, we meet Tifa. Because, uh, you know, you're, you're just like, who is like who's this person? And you just hear her voice and you're just like, oh, who's that? It's Tifa. And then you pop off like, oh, my God. Because um, she's looking for Cloud. Love it. And, um, Love it. and, and uh, yeah. And then just like the, you know, fighting Demix. Goofy dying. <laughs> Goofy no. dying. Like, bro, no. Kev, so tell many, me what, so tell many. me, tell, tell me, tell me your, your play by play of that moment. It happens. I'm like, he's gonna get up, right? Like, like he's gonna get up. Right? Come on, come on. Man. Don't do me like this, Wait man. For this. Don't do like, bro. Like, you're you're the muscle, Ducky. Ducky. Donald Duck's the healer. Like, what are we doing? Like, I need you, fam. <laughs> like, I was I was kind of freaking out. Um, and then it. I love that there are just certain things in this game that go on for like just enough time where it's like, damn, are you? Is he really? In the same vein of like when you're doing the back-to-back -back with Riku and you're guarding all these shots at the very end of the game, whatever, it, it goes on for just a little bit where it's like, holy shit, how long is it going to go for? Like, you know, I just <laughs> love that this game, like, is very aware of, like, we're going to let you think something just a little bit longer than what you think we might be letting you think of something. So, um, yeah, I was really happy to see Goofy, man, because it was, that's a good, like, I felt maybe, like, 15 minutes. And it's yeah. like, Damn. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. wait, is he and, really dead? Like, what? Like, yeah, and this is like the, I mean, it isn't the first, I mean. I feel like something like this happened in the first game, I think. Well, yeah. Wasn't like, there a cop yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. when, it's when Donald and Goofy went with Riku, when Riku yeah. got right. the from Sora. And uh, this feels like similar, but also like different at the same time, where, you know, you're by yourself, it, or you think you're by yourself, and then what happens? Fucking Final Fantasy team up time. Yuffie comes yep. in. Tifa comes in. Leon comes in. And then Cloud at the end. Oh my Bro, god. And it's like the, oh, the entrance with Cloud was it, it still is so cool where he just slams the sword on the ground. It's just like, oh my and then I don't know if you know uh, know this, but if you are like in that section of um of the of the of the gauntlet uh long enough. Cloud actually uses his limit break. He actually goes <sighs> off and does limit. It's crazy, <sighs> dog. He just goes off. Um, <sighs> but yeah, that 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 moment is just Man. so cool. It's just another one of the incredible moments as to why this game is like this game is so special, and it just respects all of its properties, the everything that it plays with, so well. Except for Atlantica, but that's okay. From <laughs> I mean, it respects the properties, but I feel like this also happened before Disney started getting really precious with its IP yeah, and before yeah. things started getting way less fun and they started getting more restrictive. Like, I don't think I don't and you can kind of see it, Kevin, as you play through later games, you'll kind of see that worlds are 
something is changing in the way that they present worlds and they present characters. But I think Kingdom Hearts 2 got in. Kingdom Hearts 2 got in. Like, they would never kill Goofy ever again. But Kingdom Hearts 2 got in right before something yeah. changed with the way they handle IP. I see. Yeah, they, yeah, went, see. they went all out. They went all out on this one for sure. Um, I, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely want to hear Jonathan. But Cloud telling Sora, like, listen, if you see... If you see Sephiroth, like, you have to let me know. And then, like, Cloud describing Sephiroth as, like, the worst parts of him was, like, oh, my God, dude. I was, like, oh, man. I was, I was, I was really go. I was, like, oh, man. But, um, yeah, that was fantastic. But, um, also, like, I did feel a bit of FOMO. A bit of FOMO. Like, man, like, this, this, um, I forgot his name. Uh, the one that's in the underworld and the fairies and everything. Like, I... I assume they were finalized here. Just, yeah, I just never. I'm like, I only played seven to fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely new to that. So I was like, ah, oh, like I've, I, I wish, I do like someday want to go back, like knowing all that, yeah, knowing all the IP and like going through it again, uh, and being able to connect on that level. But yeah, like it definitely, it definitely felt FOMO in that way too of like not knowing those are those other Final Fantasy characters. But it's good to see my boy Cloud and. And Tiva, and I love that Tiva's uh, looking for Cloud too. Like I just, I just, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. And of course, we have to talk about the one thousand heartless battle, which was so like at the time was incredibly impressive. It was it was very much of a Square Enix trying to be like, hey, this is us like trying to sap everything that we can of, out of this PS PS2. Shout out to the PS2. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. what a yeah, what a cool moment of just Sora being by himself and taking on all these heartless and um, it's just yeah, it's just one of those things like it it doesn't hit as hard now because you know it kind of it kind of was a you have to be there kind of moment, um, but there is still like a sense of like, wow, there's like, Oh, I'm, fi- I'm fighting a thousand heartless. By yeah. Myself with Sora. I definitely had that where, yeah, I think Christian had told me, yeah, like, Oh, in camera suit, there's this thing called like the thousand heart, like the, um, battle of thousand heartless out of that, whatever. And like, at some, when we get into it, I'm like, Oh, okay, this is it. I'm like, damn, like the PSU was able to render all this. I'm pretty shocked. Right. But when I, when the counter got to like two eighty. I was expecting, like, okay, like, what? Like, you're going like, to take me to 500, then th- there's going to be some cutscene that does the rest or something like that, you know? But it was it was when I got to 280, I, I, like, had that first thought. And then I got to 500, I'm like, oh, no, I think they, I think, I think they really want me to kill 1,000 right now. And it's like, uh-huh. all right, bet. Like, uh-huh. let's do it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. So, yeah. Was, and then um, I forgot the reaction, um, oh, man, where... Sora does the like the like the, the like swings. Oh, rising sun! Where, rising rising sun. sun! Yeah, shout out to that. Um, but yeah, a lot. Yeah, that was that was a great moment too. Where another one of those things that this game had, where where it's like, oh, we're gonna, you know, like I just like had like I wasn't expecting them to give me this assignment necessarily. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, no, <laughs> this is it. You yeah. definitely gotta do this. Yeah, so I yeah. Yeah, and so cool. tired in that next cutscene. He's yeah, like, man, "Oh, I'm what?" That's what I'm saying. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, what? A, okay. I'm trying to think about what, what else we want to talk about now. Um, Before uh, we wrap, we should oh. definitely discuss um, uh, Zemnis and company and the new evolution of the villains for this series. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was trying That's to think why. about, like, yeah. smaller things to discuss before <laughs> uh, we got into the the nitty-gritty, the deep uh, the deep stuff. Um, but also, like, uh, Kev, I, I think I told you to, to check it out after, but did you watch all the Cloud, like, the Sephiroth? I didn't. The, I didn't. I you didn't. You didn't watch I, all, I, I, I messed dude. up. No, I need... Uh, damn, oh, I just remembered. man, like... Oh, I gotta well, do yeah. that. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it. it, it, it I'll do it. it, it, I'll do it. Yeah, it's worth like for, so for those that for those like listening at home, then um, uh, sorry, you're gonna like get, you're not. It's you're, okay. You're still gonna you you're gonna, you're gonna you can action. say yeah, yeah, say it, yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, so basically, cool, like cool. one of the post game. Well, for for the original Kingdom Hearts two, this was the post game fight where you had to fight Sephiroth. In Final Mix, they added the data battles and the lingering will, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, but the uh, but Sephiroth, you know, you, he basically like wants you to uh, challenge him, or he challenges you, and once you beat him, he like basically brushes it off. He's like, uh, "I admit you're skilled. Uh, now bring Cloud <laughs> o- over to me." <laughs> um, and uh, and this is a fight. Uh, this is a fight that it's only you and, and Sephiroth. Donald and Goofy are not there to help you. Um, okay. it, it is a it That's is a, a tough fight. Yeah. Um, and then you know you tell Cloud where Sephiroth is and then uh you go back to Sephiroth and then basically they get into a fight you see like you know and uh then Tifa shows up and then Sephiroth and Cloud basically jump into this like you know there's like this giant light and then that happens and then they're gone and they're just they're just gone you don't know where they went they went to the live stream oh my god so yeah oh my god and that's that's all that's all we know so (laughs) um Listen, I'll take I'll, in these days. Yeah, I'll take, it's definitely worth I'll take, watching. I'll take I'll take any bit of that, any bit, any crumb, any drop. Oh man! Yeah. And um, I do have. Thing, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, god! No, go ahead. Well, like I did just want to just quick shout out. Like I had the which I know I told you, Cam, and I'm not sure if you want to save this for like a different part, uh, like sure. of this podcast. But uh, hardest boss fight for me was definitely Riku. No, sorry, sorry, Roxas. Excuse me, Roxas. Oh, Roxas, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, that, which wasn't in Final, uh, which yeah. was only in Final Mix. It wasn't mm-hmm. in the original. That um, one, that one stumped me for a no, good three hours. Definitely. So here's the question that I have for you regarding yes. the Roxas boss fight, because I've been w- waiting to ask you this: Did you steal his keyblades? You can his steal his keyblades, key and you have three keyblades, and one of them's just floating around you as Sora. I don't think I did. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I did. No. Yeah. Huh. There's a the yeah. There's a part where you guys can clash, and if yeah. you like, if you get the the thing the like the command right, you take his keyblades, and it's just he's just defenseless, and you have three keyblades, and you just fuck him up. I mean, huh. but it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Anyway, huh? Um, okay. for me, with the hardest boss fight, growing up, I definitely thought it was Zaldin. Zaldin was, I I hate I I was like oh I hate this guy, um I just didn't like I had such trouble beating him, um and then when I played uh when I played on like critical for the first time like getting through it, it was Demix like I was like I just could not 
like it, I remember one day I spent like literally six hours just trying to beat Demix on Critical, and then I but now that I know how he works, he's fine. He's fine. Mm. Um. Anyway, Demix time. Um. So before we get again into the deep like messaging themes and stuff, which I know that a lot of people are uh, that are listening are waiting to hear. Uh, I want to also talk talk about some of the post credit scenes, uh, which I know you did watch, uh, Kev, because I, yes. I gave you, I sent you all the links. Indeed. Uh, the first one is uh, Sora and Riku and Kairi are back on the island, and uh, uh, Kairi brings uh, Sora and Riku a message from the king. Kev, you got any uh, theories on uh, what that message might might be? I mean, my uh, initial thought was. Man, if this is all you guys had until Kingdom Hearts 3, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... but also we did. Oh, is that kind real? Of. Yeah, that's about right. Kind of. Oh, we man. did it, but we did. You'll understand. Okay. You'll understand. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, huh. What do I think it says? I don't know. I mean, we we did get to see uh, Mickey's Kingdom. I forgot what's called. Disney what would you call it? Disney, Disney Castle. Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm making like Disney Castle, by the way. Like, yeah, I, wish I thought yeah. there was more yeah. to Disney Castle. I, I wish we went back there. I wish we went back there, like again during the, mm-hmm. uh, during the game too. But um, I'm thinking like, okay, did something hap- Did something else happen in the castle? That's gonna be my thought right now. But um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I don't know what he could be writing them for you know and i don't think it's like a hey thanks <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like i don't I, I i assume there's some sort of like requests right but um yeah um yeah so that that definitely so? i wrote down yeah that's that is on the same level of like thanking nominee right where i love we we kind of get a little bit of that where like sora was like i think he was talking to riku where 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 he's like i i wanted to thank nominee but like I don't know if he says I'm not sure why. I think I think I think that was it. I I think that was something. Like, I know Sora tells Riku that like I wanted to thank her at some he point, does. and I'm then just trying to, I'm and trying then to I know Riku's like, hey, then you will at some point. You know what I'm saying, or something yeah. like along those lines. So I'm putting that in the same rank. So so we have those two. I'm gonna call them like golden threads. I'm like, okay, we have a thank nominee thing that we definitely gotta tie up fully, and then there's this letter that. Okay. I really, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm because I've thought about that a lot, and I just don't know what. Yeah, like other than I guess like you know, sus, I I don't think it would just be uh, like oh, this is just for the next game purely, mm-hmm. right? Like I know there's got to be some intent here with this, you know, like like depth. Yeah. At least that's that's my thought. Interesting. Um, and then we got to talk about like the cutscenes from the Lingering Will secret boss. Uh, you know, there's this suit of armor that mentions uh, a few names: Aqua, Ven, Xehanort. Uh, which we know that Xehanort is this dude who worked under Ansem the Wise, which and is the person uh, that is like basically created the first Heartless Ansem and the first Nobody Xemnas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, speaking of which, I want to say really quick. Uh, obviously, I'm not going over the the whole uh, voice cast of this game, but I gotta mention that 
Ansem the Wise, voiced by Sir Christopher Lee. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. A.K.A. Count Dooku. Fine. A.K.A. <laughs> Dracula. That's who he's like. A.K.A. Saruman the Wise. Like. A.K.A. Saruman the Wise. Um, okay. And I there's a really funny, a, a short, funny, behind-the-scenes story regarding Christopher Lee's recording of this game. So in this podcast with Richard Epcar, who is the voice of Xemnas uh, in mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 2, moving forward um, in the series, he mentions how the voice director told him that when Christopher Lee came in to do his lines, he came in saying, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to read this script one time, and I am leaving. And that's what he did. <laughs> he literally just hey. sat down, read the script <laughs> once, and left. And he uh, that, and he, and, and, in my it. opinion, probably the best performance in the game. Like, it's, yeah. it's just Sir Christopher Lee, everybody. I knew he sounded um, familiar. I, gotta, I knew he sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I Dude. gotta say, there's a couple... There's a couple of really, and you'll find this again in more games uh, in this series. There's a couple of really, really high-profile oh, yeah. actors that Disney come baby. in and do that. Yeah, it's oof, so good. Was, I won't um, spoil it. I'll let you figure it out. Was um, oh my god, um, oh uh, Mul- Mulan's voice. Why was was Ming that from the movie? Yeah, that was definitely being that one, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like it. Definitely sounds like her, or someone's doing a great impersonation. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, no yeah. it definitely. Ming-Na Wen like still yeah. voices Mulan and everything to this day. Hell like, yeah, he does. Yeah, Hell uh-huh. yeah, Hell it's great. Yeah. Um, we love it. We love it. And uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, the lingering, uh, the lingering will uh, says to Sora, "Who are you? I know you. We've met before, way back when. You're not the one I chose." What are your thoughts on that, Kevin? Not the one I chose. Because there's so much there. I'm sorry. Not the one I chose. Su- okay, so. Not the one I chose to wield the Keyblade? Maybe. 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 Right? Maybe. And then way back when, I mean, as far as. Huh. I mean, do we know who that guy was in the cave in the first game? That. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I know. Well, you don't. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> so maybe perhaps that, right? Okay. Um, but I'm assuming it's something. I'm assuming that I. Maybe I don't know who this person is yet, but maybe Sora does from Destiny Island, maybe something like that. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's OK. So I'm going to say hard. Pretty likely that it's probably someone that me as a player I have not visually seen yet, unless okay. it's that dude in the cave from from the first game on Destiny Island, right? Um, yeah, I'm gonna guess that it's someone that Sora knows from Destiny Island, but like it predates the first game. And okay, interesting. I'm assuming. For some reason, Sora wasn't supposed to be the Keyblade. Wasn't supposed to be the Keyblade wielder. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. What do you think about the environment? Like, where you were when you met him? It. In that, like, desolate, like, yeah. valley looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I didn't get to actually play that. I just saw the cutscene itself. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I don't know, well, like, how we exactly got there. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that just something that well, just happens in the in the yeah? Well, what I will say is that you see in the 
secret movie a what looks to be the lingering will with this you know fighting with these other two armored individuals yes one of them does look like roxas right and one of them looks like yeah Yeah. and the other one is a young woman lady young lady (laughs) um and at the end you do see the lingering will take off his mask it's his helmet and it is a brown-haired individual uh this is the first time you see this character is in the secret movie Okay. Um, and they are going to be, uh, and what I'll, all I'll say is that they are key, uh, figures in okay. the future of the series. Okay. And, uh, and then there's also a, you know, a bald, an old bald dude. Yeah. And he's a, and a, and another guy with a mask. That's bad. <laughs> is the... And Mickey's there, mm. but, but no, in, in all reality, this cutscene, like, lived in my head rent free for like <laughs> ten years. Like, yeah, that one... was. That's all we had for like what, like five five years? At least, yeah, I think it was about five. It's oh what we had. For, uh, yeah, we had it for three. Uh, well, three? Are you talking about till that game or until the next game in general? Till that game. Till we got that. Game. Oh, till we got that yeah. game. Because that was yes, eleven or twelve. No, it's 2010, I think, was it wasn't 10? it? Okay. Yeah, 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 it was 2010. Okay, yeah, so it was so, like so four, four years. Five, four or five years. Four years. Yeah, so like, so we get this amazing cutscene of them fighting and like Kingdom Hearts being summoned and like every, and just like no idea what's going on. Again, Mickey's there for some reason. And this, like, this was the. This was MCU post credit scene Facts. before MCU post credit scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. At this time, this was like one of the coolest things in gaming because, like, you, like video games didn't do this like that. Like, you, you know, like the secret movie for the first game was like fine. It was like it was interesting. Like, I was like, okay, sure. But this was like just a next level. Like, okay, like it just it just set this like precedent that like Kingdom Hearts is just going to. Th- this whole different yeah level. that's yeah yeah that's what i want to um, sorry that's what like i want to like underline where like as i'm playing through these for the first time right like i'm getting a sense that like because because how i feel about the end of kingdom hearts 2 right of having you know sora riku and Kyrie back on destiny island and like a bit of a like mission accomplished type of feeling right uh, other than like the lingering like King Mickey sends this letter and, and I'm not sure what is is gonna happen after that right but like I got this like feeling and then after seeing that secret movie of like okay is this kind of like telling me that you know this Kingdom Hearts one two Enchanted Memories were were definitely like a moment in time right and like what we're gonna be dealing with in the future beyond Kingdom Hearts two is something that could be, like, drastically different. In so terms what, of, like, a main, like, driving force of the plot, right? Because mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, like, right now, like, you know, Riku's back with us, right? He's not off with King Mickey, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's no longer, like, uh, a carrot 
on the stick type thing for Sora to keep going, right? Obviously Kyrie as well, right? But like it it's no longer like a like a like an active like driving force within him to keep going through these worlds and 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 keep, you know, defeating these heartless whatever I die, right? So I'm curious to see like what is the next main objective with Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts? Because like Kingdom Hearts 2 like mm-hmm. does kind of feel like a bit of a closed chapter like end. So like that's my impressions right now with the series right and so i'm just curious like am i gonna like feel a yearning when kingdom hearts was just this versus what i think it could become which it's it it could be drastically different i don't know maybe it's not i don't know you know what i'm saying like that's kind of where i'm at like i feel like i'm on the edge of like a different phase of kingdom hearts yeah what do you guys think about that yeah what i'll say is so the next game we're playing is 358 over two days indeed and i think that that game that that game takes place during like during chain of memories going in leading into kingdom hearts 2 and that that game very well very well may want you to replay kingdom hearts 2 i'll say that but i'll also say that like but i'll also say that like it is while it does take place in the timeline of Kingdom Hearts before Kingdom Hearts 2, there's a there's plenty of reasons as to why it came out after Kingdom Hearts 2 from a narrative standpoint. Um, and mm-hmm. that's like the like Kingdom Hearts 2 in the timeline, like, you know, so including 358 over two days in its timeline, once you eventually play it, think of that as like the end of like the first half of this of this Xehanort saga. I would say like I don't I don't really think that there are three acts in this game. I think there are two. It's like it's split into two okay. parts, and yeah. I think that it ends with Kingdom Hearts two in the timeline, and then it's going to, and then the next games after you're done, we're done with three fifty eight, will be the second half. Okay, so so think of it as I'm like this is like edge. okay, yeah, yeah. So it's just like okay, this is like a tease of what's to come and the tonal shift, the just the things that the series is going to introduce uh, for the second half of the, the arc is going to begin in this other game that will take place after 358. Interesting. But I, interesting. I think you're feeling, I very much understand it. I yeah. Think, yeah. Cam's right. I'm, I'm curious to see what you think after 358, but in terms of feeling mm-hmm. like you're sort of at the end of a thing, I very much understand and, and think I felt that way too when I was playing them. Um, and I think to Alexa earlier point, there is a sort of shift we'll get to when it comes to the Disney of it all kind of after this point okay. as well. But yeah, that's yeah. yeah. The line. Yeah. Cause like I felt like distinctly different beating Kingdom Hearts one versus Kingdom Hearts two. Right. And like, I'm not going to say like neither one is, is worse or better than the other, but with Kingdom Hearts one, like it was very much a feeling of like, okay, no, like this is still like, an open book like, like like we we like still have more and like the you know oh yeah yeah like like, like there's there's clearly like a oh like 100%. a very much like table setting of like the next phase in the story as opposed to this where it's a little bit more focused on at least like from like a new player's perspective like of just king mickey's letter and these yeah. secret movies that like uh like i have a hard time like connecting with right now but like i understand are meant to just <clears throat> be things that are very much not supposed to make sense to me yet. And they will make sense in the future. Yeah. Um, so that's where, yeah, 
that's what kind of like I'm at. So like I think that's what it is. And like I won't say it's bad, but it is. I just felt very different beating Kingdom Hearts two versus Kingdom Hearts one. You know, for sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the the nitty gritty of of Kingdom Hearts two. Um, Alexa, again, you wrote a book. I'm sure you have plenty of things to say. Um, what are some What are some themes in Kingdom Hearts two that really hit home for you? So, uh, I want to talk about Riku first because we spent so much time talking about Riku in Chain of Memories. And Kevin, now that you've seen sort of the culmination of the first leg of Riku's journey, I think you can kind of maybe see more a little bit why sort of I guess Cam and I have this such deep affinity for his journey and why we're so hype on his journey uh in kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 riku spends the entire game running away from sora like he comes and like you see him like for example in you know the um land of dragons you see him like he kind of like helps on afar but like won't come near and the whole time it's teased as like he's wearing an organization coat so you think oh it's one of them something nefarious is going on but that moment in um, uh, the world that never was when Kyrie puts their hands together and is like, no, it's Riku. There is no, like, if you compare his reunion with Kyrie, where they kind of just hug each other with his giant weird hands <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is real. Like, like that was weird. Like, we're together again. It's so nice. And they have this, like, really nice moment. But when he reunites with Riku, he literally falls to his knees and is sobbing and he just keeps saying i looked everywhere for you where were you and riku says you know i didn't want to be found because at this point he is he has you know tapped into the darkness inside yeah. of him and as a result has taken on ansem the heartless ansem's form and he doesn't want anyone to see him that way and for me i saw that given riku's whole journey as an allegory for you know the you know bad bad feelings like mental illness like he's yeah. depressed he's anxious he's upset he's not the person he was he's not the person he was at the start of the game and he doesn't want sora to see him that way because if you think back to you know the beginning in destiny islands riku was like you know i'm the guy i make the plans like you're my best friend and slash sidekick and like i've got it all under control like i've got my shit together i know what i'm doing my choices are the right choices and clearly they maybe have not been and so we really see the culmination of that journey where Riku learns he didn't have to run. Like Sora will always love him no matter what choices he makes, no matter what he does. And I think that's such a powerful message because when you're fighting, like when you, if you're looking at the surface of Kingdom Hearts 1 and you see Riku's choices and you fight him and he's with Maleficent and all that stuff, you kind of think like, oh yeah, he's the villain. Like, he made his bed, now he's got to sleep in it, okay. But if you really think about it and you really look at what happens in Chain of Memories and what happens in Kingdom Hearts 2, and again, you will see a lot more of this moving into the series, um, it's, 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 a, it's less a redemption story and more just a story of someone who is very complex and who has a lot of has a lot of really deep feelings about his place in the world and where he wants to go and his place in relation to his friends and how he feels like he's responsible not only for his destiny but even perhaps the those of others the way he's super protective of Kyrie the way he feels so strongly about Sora not seeing him as Anthem and that for me I think is one of the biggest themes in Kingdom Hearts 2 is that feeling of 
like you were saying earlier, Cam, like male camaraderie, friendship, brotherhood. Um, it's why, like, to me, I never felt like the romance or whatever was going on between Sora and Kyrie worked or that it was really the focus. Like, to me, it was always about this bromance between these two, these two dudes. Like, it was their story. It's about them. So one of, and then you see echoes of that as well in Axel's journey, because Axel really wants Sora Roxas within Sora to see him as who he is. And so Axel makes some questionable choices and puts himself out there. And, you know, in the end, sacrifices himself for Sora, not necessarily because he has, you know, developed a huge affinity for Sora, even though he does, but because helping Sora also helps his friend. So there's these themes of like sacrifice and, and wanting people to see see you a certain way, not wanting them to see you a certain way, but ultimately, ultimately accepting that they will accept you no matter what. Yeah. I want to know who hurt Nomura. I really want to know. Because he's... This yeah. theme of, like, French, friendship and bonds and stuff is run so, so deep with these characters. Yeah, and I think um, kind of what you were saying with Riku and... Um, the idea of, you know, him not being wanting to be seen like the way he is. Cause like, you know, last time we saw him, there was like the sense of optimism, right? Like he's like, he's going down his own route, you know, things are like looking up and then you get to kingdom Hearts two. And it's like, no, things, things have not gone the way that you think they would go. And he's struggling with this. Again, he's like kind of struggling with this new kind of, sense of identity and i think that when you like when you mentioned alexa that he he doesn't like want to be seen like that way and just the way that like realizing that like you know like like he knows that he has his faults but again when he when they just have that conversation uh at the end of the game like one that just like hits so hard to, for me is just like you know um like i have something that you can never imitate uh and then Sora mm -hmm. says what's that and it's like having you for a friend that and then he's really like <laughs> that really and bad. and he says like i have something that you can never imitate too and you know and like uh i guess that means i'm okay the way i am like you know because like they're, they're two friends that want parts of each other. Like they want, like they want to have aspects of each other that they don't, that they don't have. Right. Like Sora wants to be like the confident, like leader that like vibes that Riku gives off. And um, Riku wants Sora's like optimism and kindness, uh, and and they're like again like just Riku like basically them both admitting that they're that they're jealous of each other and like all these just laying everything out on the table um, is something that makes them realize I think for themselves that similar to what Sora said but I think it's it's, it's said for Riku as well that they are okay as who they are you know and. Um, I think that's just really powerful that like, you know, 
you, you yeah, I, I feel like you, you have these people, you know, everyone has people in their life that they're just like, man, I wish I was like them in this way. Um, but you know, but they still like you for you. And she's like, maybe I am like, maybe I am okay. Who I like as I am. And, um, I should just like try and be my better, like be a better me. Um, and just, yeah, I, I, I just think that I, I just think, I just think that that's just such an, an important thing, especially like with male relationships like that I feel like especially growing up right as kids like even as teenagers you always want to like try and one-up your friends even though they're your friends you want to like it's it's still there's still like a rivalry right um but like this kind of like crushes that idea and it's just and it's just really a lot of people are rivals because they want they like they see parts of their rival that they wish they had um and i just think it's i, I don't know i think it's a very um again it kind of touches uh, upon the naruto and sasuke kind of vibes like there's definitely things that naruto wishes that he had of sasuke and vice versa and i think that this is really shown uh here as well um yeah yeah like um uh uh, like at least from my notes, you know that end cutscene where Riku and Sora are like having the conversation, right? Like Riku, you know, admits that he was jealous of Sora because he says something along the lines of like he wishes that he could live his life by following his heart in the way that Sora does. Like that's what Riku kind of says, and then Sora flips it. It's like no, like I wish I could be like you, and um, it just took me back to like my last day in high school, and there was definitely like the quote-unquote, like, jock in my high school, right? Like, now he's, um, I think he's on the, um, he's on the Vikings, I think, as, like, a practice. Okay. Um, yeah, so 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 he, he's definitely, like, you know, a very good very good player and everything and all that. Um, but we had classes, like, we were cool, but we never really talked. Like, we just weren't in the same struggles ever. But the last day of school, like, he was like, hey, like, are you still, like, like making videos and, and like, you know, talking about games and all that. And I was like, yeah, like, it's super random. And um, he he was just, like, being so super, like, com- like, com- like, complimentary and was, like, that's something that, like, I always wanted to do, but I was just always so busy with, like, football and, like, I never got a chance to do that, you know? So, like, he – but, like, having the step back of, like, oh, like, you wish that you were doing what I was doing when you were – like the high school football star and like, you know, you were like not one to one, but like you were like a little bit of that like cliche jock thing. Like it took me back to that and like it showed me a lot about in that moment of like the complexities of like I never thought like he was a bad guy or anything like that, but like it just showed me that like, huh, like you know, there's a lot more to people than just, you know, what is service level, right? And like that may be like very obvious, but like that was just a very specific moment in my life where I was like, huh, like I had never had someone like have an interest like that to that level. Right. And um, I just think that's just really well done with with Riku and Sora in that way of where. Like, it's it's just one of those things where you see that, like, they both admire each other so much. Right. And both yearn for each other and both, you know, will quite literally go to the ends of worlds to to you know 
look out for one another, right? In spite of choices they made or in spite of, you know, this and the third, like, it, it's, it, I fully, like, felt the, like, huh, like, you know, KMR2, like, the Sora-Kyrie dynamic, like, isn't the most prominent dynamic in this game. Like, it's definitely Riku and Sora, like, 100%, you know? So, I, I just really loved that um, end bit, and um, I also loved how... We see, you know, they they have the um, like Square had the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not like resistance, but the the like discipline, like to not show Riku for the majority of the game, you know, and yeah. he was questioning and just and just you know, uh, bread coming like, oh, King Mickey saying I can't, I can't tell you, or I made a promise. You know, like I can't tell you, right? Like, like, like little th- th- things like that. But to have the restraint to like reveal Riku towards the end hours of the game, and he's not where he was at the end of Chain of Memories. Definitely, like it, it definitely took me off guard. Like, oh man, like that's. I just think that's just powerful in itself, and like just a very much like a thing of like you know, hey, like people aren't as consistent as they seem in terms of like how are they feeling, right? Like. Even from like a day to day thing, right? You know, um, I know there's obviously things that like change that. There's you know certain certain attributes that people have where that is a bit more of like an extended thing and something that is a, is a lot more stronger than the average like oh you know late to work bad day or whatever, right? Like there's definitely a lot more depth to those aspects in life, right? But I just like that that I just like that they were able to like have this better thing of like Riku isn't doing great, <laughs> you know, even though we last saw him and he was willing to accept and use the darkness inside him as a means to a good end, right? And like wield it for himself and for his own will and not have to let it define him, right? And we just see him struggle with that here in this game. And I just love that they, they, you know, had the restraint to let us, like, sit on that and reveal that in the later half of the game, you know. So definitely, definitely like Riku in this game a lot, for sure. Definitely. I'm also going to say just, like, Riku's, like, general design in this game is so good. Like, mm-hmm. so good. The long hair, which apparently Tatsuya Nomura said recently that – he cut his hair for Kingdom Hearts 3 because people complained about his long hair. I'm like, who complained? I don't know. I thought I I, I love it. I fit. didn't. I, I love the use of yellow because like you don't really see that very often with characters. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I just gotta shout out Riku's uh look in this game is is very good. Um big ups to Sora's fit too. Big fan. Oh yeah, Sora oh yeah. Big fan oh, yeah. of Sora fit. Definitely, definitely. Big fan. Big fan. Um Jonathan, do you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 no, please. You get emotional. Nothing's nothing's better than someone just jumping in. Um, but no, I, you know, I think rather than going over everything you all were saying, I think so well and, and put together so much of what the sequel really extrapolates on from the first game and, and really builds upon in beautiful ways. I think for me, another thing that the game does and then becomes so important to the rest of the game or to the series, excuse me, is something we were talking about a little bit earlier with uh with roxas and everything and it's it's the exploration of just like of identity of self and selfhood and and you know um 
the what it means to exist and and i think the the ways it dives in uh, to that with the organization in particular is really interesting and i think the way it opens it up here and we continue to get there and so i don't want to like go too deep and accidentally spoil anything for for kevin and listeners sake but i think the ways it begins to unravel that in in deeper ways than you know the hints of it and chain of memories that you get um, with this villain group, I, I, I really have stuck with me so much from from when I was younger into now, and I think ju- just the 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 concept of a, a heartless and a nobody splitting off, and then what agency does a nobody have versus a heartless, and, and then especially these particular nobodies, and what are they seeking, and, and what do they feel, and is that real, and is that authentic, and and, and how does that matter to the real self, and all of that? I think for me sort of like broke my brain as a kid and sort of made me think about what is ostensibly something that I, I came into because I really love Disney movies and think of my identity in, in a yeah. way that I really hadn't before. And I think the ways to which it does that. And again, I just, I think I'm being more vague just to make sure I don't spoil anything for the future, but I think the ways it addresses that and starts to get into that with two is, is really fascinating. And I think for me, a real through line of what I've, loved about the series and the way it interrogates those ideas of what it means to exist and what it means to have your own wants and feelings and yeah we we were saying it earlier with Roxas sort of realizing that he wasn't in control of things and and what that really means for him and for other characters as as the game and the series goes on I think are are some of the the coolest things that have, have drawn me to the series in the long run awesome uh man uh this game's so good uh <laughs> but i one thing i do want to uh well first off what there's a, actually a few things i wanted to bring up really quick one uh i would be lying if i uh i i have to say that you know i did get a text message from kevin while he was playing kingdom Hearts 2 which one when he found when he ran into riku finally it's just him with the blankest face and just one tear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that was, no, that was beautiful. It's just like, oh, oh he's man. finally, he's getting into the good stuff now. Yeah. Um, I just love that, like, once once you're done with the part two of going back to each world and you get past the hollow badge and stuff and, like, you, like, have that, like, what, what seems like four or five hours maybe maybe even less than that you know it's like that's some stuff that like yo you don't want to stop you know like no no you you want to do that whole thing through um so i just love like the way this also like i want to give a big shout like just like overall like even from you're looking at like each portion when you're looking at the roxas chapter in the beginning to the end bit to everything else in between i feel like this game like has such a good pace to it where I never felt like I was in a singular world like a little bit longer than I wanted to, right? Um, I just feel like overall like they they had a really good pace to it, and even when you go back to those revisits, like it is shorter. Um, and yeah. I I just like this general's this game's general pace because I feel like we saw like so many different worlds in this one truncated like I think it's like me like 32, 35 hours to beat. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like I just got to see so much, like, left and right, you know? So yeah. really, really, really enjoyed that pace. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, another thing I wanted to mention, uh, I wanted to ask you about, uh, Kev, is what were your thoughts when you found out the nominee was uh, Kyrie's Hartwood? Uh, yeah, no that was a big one. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. There, there was a, I, there was a little hint when you first see them together, and I had not seen the like re- resemblance. I like, I just hadn't noticed it until they're both together, and um, I think, I think the first point when what i'm thinking of is when um they both uh help cast the bridge after you fight roxas is that making uh because i'm forgetting like the names of worlds but they both do something to help this bridge manifest that helps roxas no that helps sora go to like the end game stuff in the mm-hmm. world that never was um mm-hmm. it's like directly after the roxas fight um yeah. that's when i was like oh okay like they look oddly, oddly uh, similar, you know. And then, yeah, that unveiling of, um, you know, nominee being Kyrie's nobody, right? It's yeah, yeah, it's nobody. Yeah, so now, but hmm, because I know when you get turned into a heartless, yes. a nobody is also created. Maybe I'm having yes. a horrible memory, but I can't remember if Kyrie ever became a heartless. Am I the, having an embarrassing the, memory thing? The key, like you know, like the key that they that it used that stored all the princesses' hearts, like special properties, Namora bullshit. Like, yeah, it's just like it, it. It's not relevant to them because they're because they're the princesses of heart, and that you know they. You know, they, there's like a special key that was like holding their hearts. You know what I mean? Oh, does that make okay. sense? Okay, okay. Um, interesting. So, okay. but it did, it did, cre- yeah, it did create a nobody. If that makes sense. So it's like, it's like think of it, think of it like the process of creating a heartless without there actually being a result, and the, but the nobody still, still exists, still happens. Right. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry we had a technical difficulty, uh, but we're back and we're gonna continue our conversation. Um, but we we're talking about uh, Nominee being Kyrie's uh, nobody, and you know our th- uh, like uh, Kevin's thoughts on that. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, it, you know, it happened when Sora uh, like freed, like he basically sacrificed himself to turn into a heartless. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's basically when uh, Nominee technically. Was created, was created as right. same as same as Roxas. Um, but yeah, I, I, that make them siblings? <laughs> no, no, hmm. no. Let's not get into that. <laughs> I also like anyway. that. I mean, I like that end bit where we have Sora and Kyrie, and then Roxas and Nominee having a, like a conversation. Like, I thought that was yeah. a cool bit too. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, like this is. Yeah, and everyone's so all here. Like, yeah. Sora, did, yeah. Sora didn't know anything till the very end, and that's like the thing that like I think even more enhances the idea of the story. Like the story is about Roxas at the end of the day to me, um, and I think that, and I think even more as to why I feel that way is like I would argue that Roxas is like the fan favorite in the series. I think that like. I feel like whenever there's Roxas merchandise, it it sells out, and I don't re- like like almost immediately. And I don't see that with even Sora. 
you know so for me i think that like roxas is kind of like the fan favorite of the series and i think it's because of this game and like again like what he went through and like what that like the story revolves around him um and yeah i think um yeah i think the ending is just like again personal opinion but i think this game like the opening cinematic of this game is like the best opening to a video game i think i think sanctuary is definitely better than simple and clean the best one for sure 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> jonathan's looking at like uh-huh disagree <laughs> disagree but okay well, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my my uh ranking okay 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 yeah sanctuary like is so so good i will um, say when the beat drops like when it oh like yeah. it does that like kind of especially with the especially with the cinematic and how yeah. it like drops right when it when like sora's feet land on the ground oh my god so good um and just like how the end of that game um you know it's just it was just like so like heartwarming and emotional that they were back and to Kyrie, but then like Sora or like uh, Donald Goofy and Mickey are there too. Like it's, that caught me it's so, so off good. guard. And Who it holds just, Mickey up? It's just like, Oh yes. It's yeah. so cute. Um, and it's just so, and just like seeing how much it also thinking about like everything that Donald and Sora went through and just how happy Donald was to see Sora also just like, was like, man uh and oh god and then uh it's just and just with the with the music and then mm-hmm. Sora and Kyrie looking at each other and then it switches to Roxas and Namine oh and then and then like Sora has the the charm that he's had like yeah, he hasn't shown the yeah. entire game yeah. he hasn't shown the entire so like the the payoff on that of them just like not showing that charm so the entire game is like no I still have it and just the clasp and that's and then the credits hit yeah bro. like, like yeah. it's that, just the best ending it's the it's just like it's just it's so also good. the last it's the last uh, thinking ahead it is I feel like it's the the happiest ending we get in any of these games mm. I feel like from oh, here yeah. on out the yeah. tonal the tonal shift makes this is experiencing the, only, the ending. Is the yeah. Only happy ending of the uh-huh. series. Oh, uh, man. Outside say of, it no. Say it in Yeah, soul. no. It is the. Yeah, uh, no. It only. Oh, man. It includes it only three. Gets, that includes three. Even with yeah, three? That includes, you know, <laughs> yes, that includes three. The end of the saga? Um, oh, man. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and that's another beautiful thing about this game, too. Uh, again, yeah, I think. There's many things that I think this game does better than any other game. Um, I'm not, again, like I, I don't, I, it does have issues. Like again, Atlantica is what it is. Um, you know, not having to like do all the worlds to beat the game, I think is, is very odd, but um, I have like zero complaints with the combat. Uh, I have, I, I'm just like, I love the characters and the stories and it's just still like holds up so well. And I just like, I think if you like, you you think back to the like jrpgs of that era there's very like of the ps2 era there's very few that are like still are good to this day like you know this final fantasy 10 you know 10 to some would say 12 um i haven't played it so i'm not going to speak for myself uh, i'm not going to speak uh for that game um and and then there's like kingdom hearts 2 
and I just think it just holds up so incredibly well. And I just don't think that can be said for a lot of games during that time um, in general, let alone JRPGs. Uh, and I, I just think that's something to, to speak so highly of, of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, even, even without the remasters in mind, like, I could 100%, if I had a PS2, I would easily, like, just hook up a PS2, play the original Kingdom Hearts 2, and be like, man, this, this holds up incredibly well. Um, and I think uh, another thing that's worth mentioning, too, which uh, may have been easily overlooked during the credits... Sora goes back into the cave and sees that Kyrie drew uh-huh. the Palpu fruit on the on the cave drawing, and I was just like, "Let's go." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think, with uh, Riku instead. <laughs> what? And that's the thing I was going to say. You, hey, you like actually lined this up for me. I wasn't going to say it, but you lined it up for me. Um, you know, you were saying uh, Kevin earlier that Sora and Riku are like it's very much a Sora and Riku type thing. And Kyrie's just kind of in the background. Like, I mean, that is a, for what it does with Sora and Riku, that's good, but it is also an ongoing issue in the series about how Kyrie is just kind of like there, you know? Ah, uh, like, really? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, and because uh, it's one of those things, like we do care about Kyrie because, you know, well, like, <laughs> Oh, <snap. laughs> I mean, in the sense of, like, we want Sora to find Kyrie. We want Sora to be happy with Kyrie, But that's really all Kyrie is there for. And that, like, that sucks, you know? Because, um, again, we're, we're, in this, we're in this place where we, like, where Riku just, like, knows that, like, Sora and Kyrie are, like, are the couple, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though... And, and, and even... even and, I could argue that Riku probably never had interest in Kyrie because I think that like a lot of the kind of uh, teasing that Sora, like he gives to Sora in Kingdom Hearts one about Kyrie is exactly that it's teasing. It's not like he's trying to actually like get Kyrie over or like over Sora, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, so, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Riku's perfectly fine where he is. Um, and, you know, he's happy for Sora and Kyrie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's yeah. it, everybody. I think, we, I think we talked about everything we need to really talk about about Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, any, like, any final thoughts? Did, were those lightsabers that Zemnis had? Me? Were those with a like? Who knows the power? What are you doing? The power what are you of doing? copyright. <laughs> you know I will say it. I, I will. Oh, well, we didn't talk about that. Like, uh, really quick, Kev. What were your thoughts about playing as Riku for that short amount of time? Oh, that was a, that was a nice twist. That was a nice twist. That one kind of fresh me because like, man, that the the other enemy that is. Stopping you the from getting Zenith. the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, like, yo, he was, he was really doing me good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he was, he, he was guarding. Guard. He was, he was definitely guarding. <laughs> he was definitely guard of the year. But um, yeah, that was, I, I almost wanted to be more. I'm like, I mean, come on guys. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I thought, I thought for a moment, like I was going to be Riku for the rest of the boss fight. Um, But I definitely did like. You know that little bit of gameplay we get from Riku. You know, definitely yeah, did. No. Definitely did. 
yeah, I lo I just love the I love the fact that just that final boss fight is just Sora and Riku. Like it's it just, real good. It's a real good. It, it, boss it fight. just makes it just makes so much sense. And you know, I'm not gonna get mad at you know I'm not gonna call out IGN on this podcast about oh. not having Zemnis in the top ten best final boss battles uh, of all time instead of. I thought you were gonna go to the review, and I was like, I I barely. Oh, the, oh my god! I actually looked that up recently. I was like, what did you give Kingdom Hearts two uh, review wise? Seven point six. Are you kidding me? Seven point six. How about oh, they, ten out of? Uh, how about ten out of ten? That know. was un, like until I worked there. That's why no one ever wanted to go to IGN for Kingdom Hearts coverage. It was sure a fun time when I came in. I was like a Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm here, and everyone was like, "No, you're not. You work for IGN." I'm like, "I'll prove you wrong." Don't <laughs> you um, but no, yeah. I mean, hey, I uh, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't part of that meeting for the boss fights either, so don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not. I, I wasn't calling you I out. Know, I'm, I'm kidding. Um. Okay. So last thing before we wrap things up, I'm gonna start with Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, the year's 2022. If you were to review Kingdom Hearts today, two today, would you give it a 10 out of 10? No judgment. I would probably go for on our current IGN scale. I'm gonna go with on that. your on your own personal scale. It doesn't have to be an IGN scale. Your right, own personal well, scale. Uh, I would probably. Scale. <laughs> I'd probably go a like if I was reviewing it back then, I'd probably give it a similar score. But I guess um, I'd okay, probably give fine. it a a nine pretty easily. Okay, I think yeah. Alexa, the year's 2022. Would you give uh, what would you give uh, Kingdom Hearts on a? Would you give Kingdom Hearts a ten out of ten? Yeah, because I have absolutely no shame, and it's my favorite one. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Fully. That's what we're here for. Fully, nice. fully, fully. I'm corrupt. Fully. Uh, Kevin, you've just played Kingdom Hearts Indeed. two for the first time. Indeed, I, I uh, literally in did. Two, uh, I, two, yep. 2022. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. On your own personal scale, what would you years. give Kingdom Hearts two? Oh wait, is it 20 years to the? No, 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 no. No, right? No. No. No, not to the it's day. Yeah, it's the 20th anniversary, but it's not the yeah. 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 2. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, I just had an existential crisis. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I'll go like nine, honestly. I think I'll go nine. <laughs> okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, all yeah, right, all right. Yeah, like, okay, so we, yeah. got, we, got two, we got two 10 out of 10s. We got two 9 out of 10s. 9.5. It's a 9.5. No, no, that's not what I'm saying, I think, but like... Oh. <laughs> what? What'd you say? What'd you say, Kev? No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, um, but you know, we all think very highly of this game. Um, you know, next time IGN updates their top 100 games, it needs to be on the list. I'm just saying. Um, and yeah, we love we love Kingdom Hearts. We love Kingdom Hearts too. And next up, we're uh, going. We're whipping out our tr our trusty old Nintendo DSs uh, for. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, uh, where we are going to learn um, the story of Roxas, Axel, and a new character named Shion. Interesting. Uh, the who who that who who that character is, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but until next time, Jonathan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JM Dornbush. And then, of course, you can always find me every week on uh, Podcast Beyond, talking about all the newest PlayStation stuff. Alexa Wright, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Alexa Ray C or Instagram at Alexa Ray. It's only dog pictures. And also reminder, I wrote a book about Kingdom Hearts 2. So if you've been playing and watching along, now is the perfect area. Now is the perfect time to read it because you'll understand it. I also want to say like, did you get to choose that's what a great was cover. on the cover? That's a great yes, cover. Yes, I did. This, this they were like, a great cover. That's, that's oh, so good. They were like, they were like, what do we put on it? We can't do a key because some other, I think some other uh, game in the series, book in the series did a key. And they were like, well, we could do like a heart or something. And I was like, no, I want a blue popsicle. And they were like, why? And then I had to explain, nice. explain what it was. So, yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it was me, like, here's the thing, because 358 exists and this is actually more synonymous with 358. You'll find 358. out. There. But like, if I had to pick something else. I probably would pick the struggle trophy. Ooh, the, yeah. one with the marbles, right? Yeah, the, the red. Yeah. yeah. Like or even yeah. just like. I like that. Or even just like, because the whole, the whole thematics behind that was like an everyday object that looks like something from the game. So I could also oh, see like the struggle bat, like that foam, that crappy mm -hmm. foam oh, bat yeah. that they That'd use. Be cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kevin, where can people find you? At the KDS123. T-H-E-K-D-I-A-Z-123 on Twitter. And uh, YouTube.com says PlayStation Source. Uh, new PS Plus launching tomorrow. Going to definitely cover that. We've got plenty with Last of Us Remake and all that great stuff. When is God of War Ragnarok coming? Who knows? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this year, but who knows? Uh, all that great stuff. Definitely check it out on there. And, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it. Definitely. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Cam Final Mix. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I would I would I would pitch Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, but we're here. Indeed. We're here doing it, Indeed. baby. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, we this is it. Kingdom Hearts 2. We love it. And uh, 300, uh, 300, 358 over two days is next. Uh, but until next time, may your heart be your guiding key.